Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, everybody. Taking you into the weekend. I'm Matthew. And I'm Judah. Dog, there's so much going on. So much. Yeah, the the world truly is a vampire. <laughs> it's sent to drain? Sent to drain secret destroyer? Is it draining a secret destroyer, or is it like also a secret destroyer? Hold you up to the flames? Yeah, that's... Yes. Yes. And what do I get for my pain? Um and and what do I what does he say after that? He scream something? Betrayed desires oh. and a piece of the game that's says the, Google. The next the next uh stanza is where he does the screaming thing. So that's fine. Okay. <clears throat> well, that was some Billy Corgan nonsense for you. Yeah, that guy sucks. So uh yesterday you got the whole, uh, yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, you got the whole uh, French truck driver plowing into a bunch of people in Nice thing. Which was horrifying. Yeah. That dude ran over people for a solid mile. Yeah, he just kept going. That's why, That's how you get 84 dead currently, plus 50 more in critical condition. Of whom, like, 25 are in comas. Yeah, it's hard to hit that many with a truck, unless you just keep, go- keep going. Matt, that's like... And podcast listeners, this will mean nothing to you. That's like if he started plowing people in front of my house, and he ended when he crashed into the arena. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like that's that's pretty far. Yeah, and the um, the reports that he basically just said to the police or whatever, "Hey, I got a truck full of ice cream," and they went, "Oh, okay, that ice cream's got to get there." I I hadn't heard that, but I did see that he. Rented a refrigerated truck, hmm. and I thought, why would you? I mean, it's probably slightly heavier. Sure. I mean, you have to imagine a refrigerated truck is heavier than an unrefrigerated truck. That would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, what's the point of that action? Yeah, dog. But I didn't heard about the ice cream ruse. Yeah, that apparently the French cops were just like, sure, that makes sense. Huge crowd over there. They need ice cream, obviously doesn't matter that this truck is completely unmarked, and we haven't bothered to check anything about it, but, you know. Well, I don't think they thought it was the kind of truck you served ice cream out of. Well, good, I would hope not. <laughs> they, they should recognize that truck. They must have thought he was delivering ice cream. So you're saying it wasn't Dennis? But, it wasn't Dennis's ice cream? No. Was it, wasn't Dennis the name of the, uh, the ice cream truck that always used to go around our neighborhood? The, the Asian guy in there? I don't know if he called himself Dennis, or if the company was just Dennis. The one that played Turkey in the Straw? Yes, that played it at two separate keys or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, it didn't have enough range to go down all the way, so go... And he's like, nope. 
No. Nope. <laughs> like, choose a different song. Like, no, those are the right notes, but, like, dog, move it up. Move it up a few notes. Yeah, either start a little higher or pick a different song, really. Transpose it into another key. Yeah. I think, uh, uh... It's always upsetting to me when I discovered that Turkey in the Straw is not the sound of an ice cream truck somewhere. I was at Ryan and Krista's house a while ago, and an ice cream truck drove by, and it was playing... I don't even remember. Something else. Pop Twinkle, Goes Twinkle, the Weasel Twinkle, or something stupid. Something stupid. Yeah. And I was like, no, that should be Turkey in the Straw, though. For sure. Like, that ought to be Turkey in the Straw. Did they agree, or did they grow That's up the with something else? That's the ice cream song. Yeah, they didn't know what I was talking about. No. Okay. <laughs> Pretty typical. They're probably less than one in five Americans even knows what Turkey in the Straw is. Oh, but did you have to do it for them, then? I mean, I did it anyway. Okay, good. Well, I didn't good. have to. I didn't have to do it just now. No, I agree. You and but, it was nice of you to do it anyway. But but I did. Yeah. So yeah, that guy. Yeah, so did I, a lot of damage last night. I guess he goes, oh yeah, so I got some ice cream, and they go, okay, and then he just, you know, he just. You can. I, I've seen the part of the video over and over again where he starts to pick up steam, and they always cut it off right before he starts. Plowing. I'm not sure what other video they have. Yeah. I imagine if you... Everyone had their cell phones. Someone must have got something. Yeah. But it's... I don't need to see a bunch of people get wiped out. If I want to see people get wiped out, there is a great video of uh, an air show disaster where, like, an SU-27 or something hit a crowd. Yeah. And it wiped people out bad. Pretty classic. So, uh, so that news was still going on, you know, throughout the morning about uh, reports of, you know, updating death tolls and who's left in the hospital and all that stuff. <clears throat> and then, you know, I'm working my ass off and I get back to the office from a meeting and I have a message from you saying that there was a coup in Turkey. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And sure enough, dude, it's like the oldest old school classic military coup. Yeah, it's a straight-up one part of the military is trying to grab power. Yep. They just straight-up grabbed all the infrastructure and all the key points, and the president was, I don't know, out of town? Yeah, I guess he was on holiday. They waited till he was out of town. And, he was uh, at whatever Turkey's Camp David is. Yeah. Camp Davide, right? Why well, I mean, probably. I don't know, it sounds Italian or something. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and they just straight-up took the country. He went, yeah, now it's ours. Well, it seems that the government is fighting back, so they declared it was theirs. Yeah, it's really hard to say how they're going to take it back. Because it doesn't look like it's like a full-on civil war or anything. It's, it seems like it's mostly quiet with just a few incidents that have happened. Like the jet fighter shot down that helicopter and there has been an explosion near Parliament. But mostly, from all the live shots, it looks quiet. So... It's not like it's not like the other part of the military has decided to rise up and fight it off or anything. It's just kind of they're playing it out. So, so well, I guess we'll know more in a few days. But anyway, uh, when I was looking at this on Wikipedia, it turns out that uh, coups are still happening all the time. Like I did not know that Thailand was successfully taken over by the military in 2014. I think I kind of remember that. But it didn't seem like the same thing. Like, like I think there was a constitutional crisis or something. Yeah, it was like six months into a constitutional crisis or some kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like they were actually having some kind of 
issue to decide who was going to run the place. This one seems more old school, where it was just president left town, and they went, all right, <laughs> here we go. And gr- granted, this guy and his government had been a disaster, but it didn't seem like they were on the verge of losing power or you know having the government crumble or anything like that. So I think this one's more shocking. But yeah, dude, uh, it turns out in developed countries you can still have military coups. Yeah, it's just a thing that is still happening. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, uh, here, here you go, Marjan. I don't want to live in this world anymore. Oh boy, that's from Don't Let's Start. Yeah, that's a little bit. Of, they might be giants for my wife. Yeah, that's right. Who did not tweet angrily at us? So she must not have listened. <laughs> it could be. It could be she was not paying attention. She did not listen to our uh, recap of science complaints. Look, dude, she's not going to waste her time uh, correcting us dummies. Yeah. We dummies? Dumb du- mm. dumb dummies? Mm. Correcting Maybe us we dummies. We might could be. Us dummies. Dummies us. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that one. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe she didn't listen. Who knows? Did we get any tweets from anybody? Uh, we did get some tweets. We got a, a couple more tweets from Ben. Cool. Uh, ben proposed a new drinking game. Uh, Judah or Matt sigh in resignation? Drink. <laughs> You'd get fucked up fast. Yeah, I responded to that that I do owe him a trip to the emergency room. Because most so. of the time that sigh in resignation is I am resigned to the fact that I have nothing else to say on this pod show. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> We'll just kind of let something hang and then go. <sighs> so yeah, that's a good one. All right, drinking games are meant to get you drunk, so that works. He also tweeted that the uh, the pod episode about Rivers Cuomo sounds like Poe's philosophy of composition, where he breaks down his method for the Raven. So I guess people have been not very creative for at least 150 years. That's good to know. I kind of suspected. It's just like uh, Microsoft Excel made it really easy to not be yeah. creative. Yeah, technology is helping. Yeah. <clears throat> that, of uh, course, was talking about on the last episode when you talked about how Rivers Cuomo writes his songs, which is by stealing a chord progression from some other song and then choosing the lyrics to the song by going into a spreadsheet based on the syllable count and other shit. So Yeah, I, I posted the link to that episode of Song Exploder, and uh, it reminded me that for this particular shitty Weezer song, the uh, chord progression that he stole was from Walk Away Renee. <laughs> the uh, original left bank version, I assume? That's the same chord progression I'm just, in the left bank and in the four tops. Just, uh, you know, it would have been nice. He mentions the left bank. Okay. So was... he probably hasn't heard the real good four tops version. With uh, Levi, Levi's vocals just straining. Oh, and probably most people have not heard the version that we heard because we had that remastered version. Which was awesome. It was remastered awesome. With the different, more emotional takes. It was like um, it was like the Optimus Prime of remasters. Is that... That's a thing. Uh, I guess. I haven't really thought about what it might could mean to be the Optimus Prime of something. Is it the Charmander? Is it the, the Charmander? I'm more comfortable with that of, with that analogy, yeah. Of remasters. Uh, since we uh, since we talked last week, Pokemon Go has become the only video game that exists. Dude, I've never seen like seriously. I may not have ever seen so much coverage of a video game. I I've seen so many 
articles and tweets to other articles and LinkedIn posts and, like, just all over the place. Just shit about Pokemon Go. Uh, Pokemon Go leads teen to discover dead body. Pokemon Go is being used by criminals to lure people to specific places so they can rob them. Pokemon Go let, uh, led somebody to jump off a cliff by accident. You know? <laughs> and not only that, then, like, all of the... Nintendo is making fucking seven hundred billion dollars a day off of this game and all that all that news. So Yeah, and because there's nothing in this world older than biters, you start to see discussions about Pokemon Go but for X. You know, like people who want to take the Pokemon Go formula and apply it to other properties. Oh yeah, this is the Pokemon Go of whatever. Yes. Mm. And but I have also seen uh, the astute observation that if the part of Pokemon Go that you're replacing is Pokemon, you have learned the wrong lesson. <laughs> because what's the rest of it? Going outside? Yeah, that's right, dude. No. Pokemon Go is the color tag of this generation. Right? It's just a way to get outside? Right. It is. It, yes. It is our generation's steal the bacon. <laughs> Yeah, I love that they do present that as, like, revolutionary game-making. Yeah. Like, it makes you, like, go outside and, like, I don't know, take a look around. See what's outside. Like, alright. Like, no, dog. People like Pokemon. People started to see screenshots of little Pokemons in the real world. (laughs) And they went And they were like, oh, I gotta get at that. Like, I'm gonna get so many Squirtles. Holy shit, dog. Is that Mewtwo? Is he at a lake? <laughs> I gotta go to that lake. That's right. Yeah, if you tried to put some other shit there, I don't, I'm not sure anyone would give a crap. I mean, do they have to catch the other thing? That's what's important. Oh shit, son. That mailman doesn't even know he's standing right next to Doug Trio. <laughs> One of them's called Doug Trio? Yeah, there's three of him. Oh. He's a three Dugs. like an evolved form of Diglett. Okay. <laughs> I was going to maybe like three dudes named Doug hanging out together or something. That'd be Doug Trio. Uh, I think I have seen, well, there are some filthy suggestions. So it's just three heads popping up above the ground because it's kind of the dig part. Mm. I have seen some filthy interpretations of what might be happening below the surface. Ah, okay. So I've never played a Pokemon game and I've only seen, I don't know, 11 seconds of Pokemon the cartoon. Right. That, that used to be around. Just enough to know that catch 'em, catch 'em, gotta catch 'em all, got to catch them all, Pokemon. Yep, that's the idea. But I do like to throw out the random names of the of the Pokemon that I've heard you say over the years. Oh yeah, because it makes Squirtle. me giggle. Blastoise, <laughs> Bulbasaur. <laughs> it makes me giggle to say to to reference them, even though I have no idea what they are or what their deal is. I like yeah. saying Charmander. That's all. Charmander is a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the Jigglypuffs and some of the better known ones, but Charmander's—that's that's more. That's, that's my that's my bro. Love Charmander. It is a game that is largely about personal achievement. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch the cartoon, you're like, oh, okay, so there's bad guys. There's Team Rocket, and they want to use Pokemon for evil. Okay. But it's like in reality, what Pokemon is about is. Hey, can you become the best Pokemon trainer in the region? Like, can you beat all the gyms and then beat the Elite Eight? Right, and you gotta beat Big Mick and Rick Drift. I mean, basically. Mm -hmm. 
So you can get their and special parts. As a side quest, the scientist wants you to fill up this Pokedex by capturing all of the Pokemons. So you can get information about all of the Pokemons that exist in this region. But they build the completionist aspect into the game. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, you 100% are expected catch to catch them, them all. all. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> well, I'm glad, because that was the only part that I remembered from the cartoon. So if the games were not about that, I would be confused. But you're saying the cartoon wasn't necessarily about that. Yeah, I feel like the cartoon is not an accurate representation of the game. Okay. What about for, Digimon? For one thing, P- Pikachu seems to just follow him around outside of the Pokeball all the time. Yeah. Not nah, them shits live in capsules on your belt. What? They are imprisoned. You have so many eventually. Do you need like a banana clip too? Ah, you can only carry six at a time. The uh, rest have to live in your PC. What if you have a banana clip though? Mm. I mean, I've never seen a banana clip, but I've only played six or seven of the games. Maybe like some Pokemon suspenders or something? Like a shoulder that would holster. Make sense. Like a like a bandolier. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Back just how just a backpack. Yeah. Well no, you've got a backpack. You're a little kid. So you just keep more in the backpack, right? You're like a little nerd with a little hat and a backpack and shit, and you ride a bike. Because that's what's cool. That's what both kids and adults want to be. you're interested in collecting bugs. I mean, you are kind of a little nerd. You're just a nerd for Pokemon. Why would you ever make a game about a little kid? Do little kids fantasize about being little kids? I mean, it doesn't seem like they do, right? No. Like, this is the big criticism of the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, well, yes. Is that George Lucas jammed little kids in there so that little kids would respond to it. But it's like, no, that ain't it, though. Like, (laughs) if you ever played with G.I. Joes or you were interested in an old Star Wars or, like, there aren't little kids in Star Trek. All right, you can be G.I. Joe and I'm going to be G.I. Joe's son who wonders where his dad is. I hate you, Dad. Ah, you like, never come home. Mom's all alone. She's she's sleeping with Mike now. Little kids are su- super... That's very dark. <laughs> little kids are super good at pretending to be adults and fantasizing about what they're going to do when they're adults. Yeah. I don't think they they're They either like... want to be a uh, jet pilot or a chef. That's right. <laughs> or a car mechanic. Or a car mechanic. <laughs> yes. Those are important jobs that kids don't have. Yeah. Yeah, dude, they're, they no, don't... No one's goal, no one's dream is to be a different six-year-old. Yeah, they're like, you know that nerd down the street who does all the nerd stuff? I wish I was that guy. So, yeah, seems weird. You should make it about, like, a... Like a... Like a badass samurai who collects monsters. How about that? Yeah, that would be cool. That would be fucking hardcore. I might play that. Yeah. It's not clear to me, and I'm not the world's biggest Pokemon expert, but again, I've played many Pokemons. Mm-hmm. If there are any non-Pokemon animals in that universe. Oh, you mean just like horses or whatever? Yeah, there's definitely not horses. Or like such as a dog? Yeah. Yeah, I, w- yeah, I wouldn't just know. Just like something that you cannot put in a Pokeball and send to fight other animals. Other Pokemon. Like, yeah, like what would happen if you put a Pokemon in with like a regular-ass tiger? Like, yeah, there are no tigers. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that they just have to make it all poke animals. Po- yeah, poke animals. Yeah, but poke all these animals can speak. I don't like that. But don't they just well, say nonsense words? No, in the cartoon they just say their names. Okay, well there you go. That's, that's well, the only thing they can say. So maybe they just got named after the noise they make. And that's as good a way to name something as any, I guess. Yeah. I mean, why did we name them? Roosters. 
Think about that, everybody. It's because they roost. They like roost you, from the. Or is that based on is which one came first? Uh, or is like if you roost somewhere, is that based on a rooster, or do we call them roosters because they roosted? Yeah. Am I saying real words? I don't know, Gallagher. <laughs> You're asking good questions. <laughs> I call them Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Hey, how come daughter and laughter aren't pronounced the same? Yeah, exactly. Black Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've never played a Pokemon. How about you name for us the Pokemon games you've played? Oh, okay. Uh, I've played Fire Red. Computer Blue? Uh, No, the opposite in that one is Leaf Green. Oh, I was so close. Uh, I've played Pokemon Ruby. Right. I've played Pokemon... Emerald? Emerald, yes. Oh. Although it's mostly this... So Emerald... So Ruby and Sapphire were, I think, remakes of Red and Blue. Okay. The original two Pokemons. Emerald combines the two of them. Alright. I've played... Pokemon X. I've played... Pokemon... I think I had Diamond and not Pearl. Hmm. I played Platinum. What is the difference between all these different games? Uh, So, Pokemon works in generations. So, each generation has two games. Okay. So, like, the first ones were Red and Blue. Right. And they have the same plot, and they're in the same area. But there are unique monsters in each version. So did you have to buy two games? Well, no, because you can trade. Oh. Does that, does that make sense? So, Pokemon, before there was, like, all of the shitty gambling psychology mechanics in free-to-play games, uh, the Pokemon company was doing some, some pretty interesting things. Like, for instance, this it's only ever on mobile games. Uh, mobile platforms. Okay. The mainstream Pokemons. So Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, DS, etc. Right. Um, then th- there's always trading. And they do things to encourage trading. Like some Pokemon only evolve to their stronger forms if they've been traded. Okay. Uh, so like... People take their Game Boys, kids take their Game Boys to school and trade Pokemons and, like, I'm going to get red, you're going to get blue, etc. Right. And the gotta catch them all mechanic and you can only do that if you trade. Or, if you don't have any friends, you can get both copies of the game and two Game Boys, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that might happen more than we think. Right. Uh, so, like, you know, they they had some things going for them. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so the, there there was, like, red and blue. Then they're... Often, in a generation, they do a combined... Or, like, a third release later on. So, like, after red and blue came yellow, which was basically red and blue, but it, the starting Pokemon was Pikachu. Right. Uh, and then there's, like... Ruby and Sapphire, and then they put out Emerald later. So, like, it's... 
they get a lot of mileage out of these things. Yeah. But e- each generation takes place in a different region of the world. Is the world which has called different um, Pokemon? Strange Real? I mean, it's not called Strange Real. It's not as cool as Strange Real. What is? Nothing is as cool as Strange Real. Nothing's as cool as Strange Real. The world of Ace Combat. Yeah, with a uh, fucking South Oceans and or Oceans and South Belkins and North Belkins and yeah, the, well, the Union of Yuktobanian Republics. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Played all those. I haven't played any Pokemons. Okay, so they all take place in the same world, not Strange Real. Yes, but in different regions where different Pokemon are preeminent. So, like, each generation introduces a hundred new Pokemon or so. So now there are, like, 900 of the fuckers. Damn. I think originally there were 150 or so. It's hard to catch them all now. Yeah, super hard. But you can usually... There's usually a way to import your Pokemon from previous games. Well, that's so good. You can... You can import the ones you caught in the other region and catch the ones, focus on catching the ones from the new region. Like, um, like Charmander? I yeah. need more! I don't know Char- any others. Okay. And Bulba- Bulbasaur. Bulb- yeah, there's Bulbasaur. Squirtle. Got your, got your Squirtles? Yeah. And, um, Jigglypuff. Uh, and what's Jigglypuff's uh, upgraded version? Uh, it's. Jigglypuff, I think, might be the upgraded version uh, of Wigglytuff. 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 <laughs> uh. Oh, no. Maybe Wigglytuff is the upgrade. No, let's see. <laughs> yes! Uh, Jigglypuff evolves from Igglybuff. Oh, good God. When it reaches a certain point of happiness and evolves into Wigglytuff when exposed to a moonstone. When it reaches a certain point of happiness. That's correct. That's the Wikipedia entry for him. <laughs> That's good to know. Well, I don't understand uh, it. I don't understand any of it, but it's the biggest thing on the planet. Well, there's like uh, 17 different elements that a Pokemon can be. It's like a big rock, paper, scissors, but with like, if there were 17. Right. So, I, Jigglypuff might be a normal type Pokemon, which is very boring. I was going to say, it sounds boring. But like, Charmander is a fire Pokemon. Obviously. Squirtle, obviously water. And uh, Bulbasaur is grass type. Sure. So those three former rock, paper, scissors. What about Pikachu and his lightning elementals? Yeah, he's an electric Pokemon. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm out of Pokemon. Uh, oh, he's again. named after a, uh, the Pika, right? Which is a type of... It's like a cousin of the rabbit. Mm-hmm. But his Pokemon type is electric mouse Pokemon. Electric mouse Pokemon, okay. Yeah. What about Digimon? Because somebody asked Kenny Maine in a Sports Center commercial a long time ago. They're different from Pokemon. Yeah, that was his answer too. So no, Digimon are different. That was a good commercial. I'm uh, trying the to types who was Matthew with him. are uh, normal, fire, water, grass, electric, ice, fighting, poison, ground, flying, psychic, bug, rock, ghost, dragon, dark, steel, and fairy. Okay. I don't think that last one's appropriate anymore. I don't think you can it's say that. It's a good question. It's a good point. I don't think you can say that anymore. It's a good point. It's one of those F words you're not allowed to use. Yeah, you have to say the F type. He's an F type Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, there's Pokemon breeding. Oh, like, so uh, like Monster Rancher or um, Chocobo breeding. Cho- Chocobo? Yeah, a bit. Chocobo breeding. 
it's like I think the the mother determines the species of the offspring, but there's a chance that the some of the special moves the father knows can be transferred to it. <laughs> yeah, you know some moves. That's how yeah. he, that's how they made some babies. Might be the other way around. Pokesex. I mean, exactly. Pokesex, exactly. Don't Google that. I have a feeling you don't want to Google that. Well, I don't know. Hang on. No, I wouldn't do it. I don't think you should do it. I'm on record saying it seems inadvisable. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> oh, boy. Well. Not good, right? Well, I mean, it's just erotic fiction. I should. This should have been an image search. Oh, I think, yeah, we usually do an image search. What's image that look search like? Image is, is usually better. You know, this is surprisingly clean. Oh. All right. Wait, is my safe search accidentally? Tr- no, it isn't. <laughs> when you do a search and you don't see boobs and you go, mm, something's not right. Yeah, my settings this are is, wrong. Yeah, that's cannot be correct. Something wrong there with should this be a gaping vagina somewhere in the first <laughs> 20 right. images. Almost no matter what you search for. <sighs> no, like the dirtiest thing in the first, uh, you know, above the fold is, uh, is a picture one quarter of which is a girl sort of dressed as Ash but topless, but with the suspenders covering her nipples. So it's like, that's not anything. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, though. I don't know, but it's not anything. Okay, all right. So I guess that one's fine. I guess we recommend you search for that, right? Is that how that works? Yeah, search it up. Pokesex. One or the other. I don't think we're allowed to be neutral. We have to have a take and make sure it doesn't suck. So I wonder if there's a problem here that pokey is the same as the English word poke. Oh, poke sex. So, do you want to expand that to Pokemon sex? I don't do it. Hang on. The first thing I want to do is, what if I put a space in there and just search for poke sex? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, uh, It's just a bunch of memes. Oh. Alright. About about Facebook. That's not so bad, then. Alright, so it looks like... Yeah. We want to get... That is recommended. That you do that. Mm. Yeah, let's just go straight to Pokemon sex. I'm seeing some live pictures on the TV of some kind of fire in Turkey, but it looks... Uh, in, it, in Ankara, it, or has it spread to Istanbul? Well, it just looks like a burning car, though. That might just be a protest. Yeah, that could, protest that could be anything. Yeah. It's just all webcomics. No one's getting too dirty with this shit, so all that's right. good. Then that's good. one that's relatively safe. All right. Good job, everybody. Good job, Internet. Way to keep it clean. Very surprised. I'm a little surprised. Usually when we say don't Google something... You, you shouldn't. shouldn't. Yeah, you should really not do it. It's a bad idea. Again, the trope namer there is Cajun titties. Yeah, don't. Just, it's not... It's not worth it. That's all. I mean, like, you can do it if you want, but why do it? You know? What are you going to get out of it? Something is wrong with my Google. <laughs> What happened this time? I am seeing a lot of chicken breasts. <laughs> Do people call those titties now? Is Google doing some kind of thesaurus work? <laughs> Maybe that's what people call chicken breasts now. They call them Cajun titties. Now I'm going to take... Uh, why don't you give me a couple of the Cajun titties? I'm going to go to the butcher or something. Or maybe like at the restaurant. Oh, I'll have the, uh, have the Cajun titties. Can I get... Can I get Cajun titties? Cajun titties would sound great. I'm going to have those. And corn on the cob, maybe. 
So, Man. so this one's am, been cleaned up too, huh? I am very surprised by what's going on with Google. Google cleaned its. Why cleaned are they getting up. their act together all of a sudden? Yeah. So, so should we not expect gaping vaginas in every single image search that we do? I guess not. Wow. I don't even know what to do anymore. It's frightening. I mean, you could use Bing. Let's go hang on. <laughs> I, wait, is that still around? Yeah, it still exists. Wow. Remember when they were pushing that hard? They really pushed that. It didn't work. I mean, it's like still on your Xbox and shit, right? I don't fucking know. I've never... Never seen it on there. Oh yeah, don't Google that. Don't Bing that. Don't Bing Cajun titties. Do not Bing Cajun titties. Bad idea. <laughs> Google's pretty safe. But Are, Bing. Is Cajun... Is Cajun a word for fat? <laughs> I think it is now. These are some big women. Oh, jeez. Well, now you know, people. It is now safe to Google Cajun titties, but you shouldn't But do bing not it. bing it. Don't bing Cajun titties. I rec- strongly recommend against binging that. <laughs> uh, You're going to see some GVs. Oh, gross. It's like some, uh, some BSSs. And some uh, some RTs and stuff. I guess I don't want to think about what those could mean. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah. Aside from the world getting you down and Pokemon Go, what else is going on in your life? I don't know, man. I. Oh, I by the way, you're not playing Pokemon Go. No, right? I never. Again, never played a Pokemon game ever. If I did, I would know more of the Pokemons. I mean, yeah, unless I was really bad at it. Which is if I, I mean, you would know Chimchar for sure. Sure. Jim Jar, yep. I already know um, Doug Trio, so that's mm, true. I'm all, I, I learned something. It's good when you can when you can bust out at parties. That's right. I'm gonna bust out my Doug Trio at parties. You don't know about Snorlax. Oh, okay. You know about Maychop. Maychop? Yeah. No. no. Like a martial arts guy. That was not as good. Doug, you know what's been going on in my life? Nothing but Star Trek nonsense. You know about Mr. Mime? Yeah. Man, uh, so we watched the Devon Ani Rawl episode. I don't uh, even know the name of it. What's uh, it called? Uh, Negotiations? That could, the wormhole? <laughs> that could be. Something like that. Uh, real hard to get through, and Katie had a real hard time with what was happening. Okay, so how rapey is Devon Ani Rawl? Like, seriously. Uh, I mean, he's rapey, but... And how low is Troy's self-esteem? Yeah, but what's mysterious about it is that it works. Yeah, dude. He goes like, in there. You're right that he's definitely doing some pickup artist stuff on her. <laughs> yeah, he's negging the shit out of her. But then, like, the weird explanation that she's somehow captivated because he's slightly empathic yeah. makes no sense. Like, he's not doing telepathy stuff on her mind. His power is that he knows how people are feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he can't control her thoughts. Right. He's just this like, is not some of the later mental rapes that will happen to her. Yeah. No, dude. Again, they meet in 10 forward. They talk for like four seconds. And the next time he sees her, he walks right into her office and just starts rubbing his hands all over her face and hair. And she's yes. into it, dude. When he leaves, she is moist and it is gross. Yeah. And, and like. But like, it's weird. Like, she doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah. She's, like, he shows up the second time and she's put on that blue dress for him oh with the matching blue tights. Yeah, it's a great look. Really great look. Uh, and he's like, oh, that's great. And she clearly has put this on for him. Yep. Because she wants to impress him by, like, proving that she's not 
just a counselor yeah, Troy, which is a big Troy. insult for her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here, uh, counselor Troy, which is his way Can't. of saying frigid. Every time she's like, I don't know if I should fuck you. We met one minute ago. He's like, there she is again. The ice queen. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Little, you ever have a dick in your vagina or what? But, but so like she's dressed up for him and she's got her hair down and shit. And then, but then she's like, what are you doing here? And it's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just dressed. This is just my, you know, what I wear when I'm hanging out at home. My blue, it's my blue dress and my my blue tights that I wear. And then it's like, he's got these great negotiating powers and he manipulates the hell out of that negotiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like, he tries to make a big, a big play on Riker about Troy Dude. And Riker just fucking puts it right back in his face. Like, I hope you can make her happy. <laughs> yeah, dude, Riker gave up on that lady a long time ago. Yeah, and then, like, and then Riker leaves, and then it just shows, like, 18 seconds of Devonani Rawl staring into the middle distance, like, to, just to show that he got played. Like, <laughs> oh, see, Riker showed him. So it's like, so is this, are his powers are useless, is what's happening. That's right, yep. Yeah, dog. The only reason he wins that negotiation is because Riker is uh, Riker is his competition. Yeah, Riker ain't so it's up like, to anything. He is like Data. He's the opposite of Data. At some point in his early life, someone said, "Oh, your mom's half Betazoid. Oh, you must be empathic." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I guess I am." <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes. It's no like powers. whoever found Data was like, "Oh, you're a robot, so you don't have emotions." And Data was like, "Check, no emotions." <laughs> right. What else can you tell me about me? Contractions. Yeah, that makes can't sense. Can't do those. I mean, cannot do those. Yeah, despite... And then 20 years of evidence that Data has emotions, he's just like, no, though. Because <laughs> I'm a robot. <laughs> That's right. So I don't. <laughs> Even when he meets his brother and his brother straight up has... Too many emotions. Yeah, that's and that's a good name for that episode. That's what they should have called that one. Too many emotions. Yeah. Well, too many datas would have been a good episode name too. <laughs> well, there was already too many Rikers. No, there wasn't. You know that episode was in season one. No, I know. I'm 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 saying they did name one. Uh, the initial name for that Riker episode with the two Rikers was too many Rikers. Yeah. With the correct. number two. That's great, by the way. <laughs> good job, right? That's the best. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, Devin only rolls. There's just a tough nothing one. about that episode makes sense. It's a tough one to get through. And oh, by the way, you know what's really going to make it interesting? A great, a great flavor that was missing from that episode: Ferengi. Oh yeah, you know what we need here? Some goddamn Ferengi barging in and asking Picard to get him chairs over and over again. The most boring aliens in all of Star Trek. Insisting on going to the Delta Quadrant and then being totally unconcerned that they were supposed to be in the Gamma Quadrant, <laughs> and then just like. Haha, ha, it, it's real funny, Damon, whatever. Your guys are stranded 80 years from you. Yeah, like... I mean, you could set a course, but they're going to be dead real soon. Now, granted, I think the Ferengi tried to sabotage them, but, like, Jordy and Data come back and they're just like, those guys? No, they're fucked. You're never going to see them again. And you're right, they're kind of... Like, their spirits are raised a little bit. Oh, and right, yeah, Riker's super pleased by this <laughs> That's news. right. Those guys are dead. For all Riker's intents and like, purposes, oh, they're, they're dead. Those guys are in that little shuttle pod? Yeah. In the, del- in the fucking Delta Quadrant? Ugh, which of course turned into a Voyager episode. Ugh. Oh, of course. Ugh. Oh, uh, my world was turned upside down last night. Oh, when yes. I, I found out that most of my favorite Next Generation episodes were written by someone who I've basically just called the Antichrist for a long time. Now, uh, you're talking about Ronald D. Moore? That's right, Ronald D. Moore, uh, showrunner of Deep Space Nine, which was awful. And showrunner of Battlestar Galactica, which, again, what the hell happened? 
Uh, literally the worst. And then show showrunner on that fuck book that turned into a show. Um, but the, about the Scottish people. Outlander. I was going to say Highlander, but I knew it was <laughs> There can only be one, dude. Yeah, dude, the showrunner on some of some just real disaster projects. Yeah. And uh, he wrote, like, The Defector and all of the good Klingon episodes. Which now it makes sense that Worf ended up on Deep Space Nine later, because I guess he was... A lot of Klingon stuff happens in Deep Space Nine. He's big into Worf, so that They really sense. get behind the scenes in uh, Klingon politics in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and uh, but we still don't know enough about Worf. I would like to have him come back for another series just about Worf, because we never really learned about him. What are they going to call the show? They should just call the show Old Worf. <laughs> That's a good and name. The premise, of the, show, the premise of the show is people finally start doing what Worf suggests. <laughs> That's right. And it takes even every- him by surprise. All of the shitty things about the Federation that Ronald Moore and others have introduced, like Section 31, etc., yep. are just reversed once people start doing what Worf says they should do. Yeah, I agree. It just becomes the paradise that Gene Roddenberry imagined. <laughs> back, to, back to Roddenberry's kind of Star Trek. Yeah. Dude, the, uh... Where Kirk has the moral authority to tell people how to live their lives. Section 31 makes Marjan more upset than real-life clandestine organizations. And how does she feel about the Night Watch? Um, or the Psychor. They got well. Okay, the Psychor never got what they had coming to him. I don't think, but the Night Watch had got what they had coming to him eventually. So I think she's okay with that now. Also, she has no memory of Babylon Five at all. Oh, okay. Well, look, it, it just point out all of the parallels between Babylon Five and this coup in Turkey. <laughs> That's what we were doing earlier. <laughs> uh, and then point out that Babylon Five references the Ottoman Empire. That's correct. Yeah. And then. See if you can suck her back in with real world events, and then <laughs> make her apologize watch profusely for Babylon Five. <laughs> make her watch the whole thing again. <laughs> I, the, you know, um, we just got through Galorndon Core, yeah, that like in the last week, I think. And when Old Tomalock shows up, yeah, dude. Uh, of course, my first interest was to turn to Katie and say, "That's Jakar," <laughs> but then, then I was like, "She doesn't know who Jakar that's is." That's exactly correct. That's not going to mean shit to her. It's the only way. Like, oh, you see how he's putting on a much better performance than most of the people in this episode. <laughs> see how like he's interesting, incredible. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why they he, invited he, him back. Like compared to Centurion Bakra and the other Romulan who dies, I don't know if we ever learned that guy's name. The racist uh, one, the one who was so racist. Yeah. Like they're very about. cardboard, and then you got old Katsulis up there. Yeah, dude, playing his mind games, fucking yes. playing his diplomatic cards, and, and he's he really is Picard's opposite number. Yeah, like, to me, that's what a Romulan should be. I agree. Tomalock is the prototype Romulan for me. <laughs> yeah, not not Taybok, played by Gul Dukat, or Tay, no. who was played by, like, a strangled animal or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, and I'm Tay. I'm By the way, whoever built those Romulan chairs did a bad job because their posture in that view screen scene is very odd. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Those chairs are not good for posture. They're very bad for you. Like someone told them, really, really man spread. But, um. And they, they were like, but no, this hurts. Yeah, okay, but when the view screen shows both of you guys and the Federation captain's going to be like, oh my god, like. I can't compete with these guys. Look how they're sitting. That's what yeah. we're going for. Also, there's two of them. That's right. They both got uh, to also, be in there. Also, no bridge. Like, imagine how many people must be visible when Picard talks to them. Well, that's what I always worry about. So like, is the you definitely get a good look at Data and Geordi or Data and Wesley or Data and whoever. I was going to say, what's the angle on that? 
like it's the it's the camera at the top of the view screen, and so it only maybe it shines down just on the section with Picard and the chairs, and maybe Worf a tactical. Picard often walks up to the front there. Oh, you're right. To have a little talk, but like sometimes he sits back there. Camera must be able to see him there. Dog, we know and if how to this... see him. Then it can definitely see Riker and Troy. Dog, we know how this looks. I'm going to look up an image search of that episode with all the Worf dimensions because they talk to the Enterprise in that one. Oh, that's right. And we will yeah. see exactly what's on there. What was that called? Pa- that's called parallels. Parallels. Parallelograms. Parallelograms. It's called parallelograms. Okay. All right, TNG. You got to look up the one with deranged Riker. Image search. Oh, that's a good one. So you can't see the people at the con or ops, but you would definitely see Riker, uh, Worf, and all the science stations behind there. So okay, you can't see the people at con and ops. Oh, I couldn't. So when Damon, whoever hears Data say Yankee traders, he doesn't know who says it. He's just like what. What means Yankee traders? But like he should also say, "Who said that?" <laughs> That's right. Well, I wonder how many people are in front of the Romulan camera. Like they sit at the very back of the bridge, and everyone is in front of them, so they can look down so, on them. Also, when Picard walks forward, do you think the view changes, or is it just like you only see from Picard's nipples to his belly? <laughs> I think like he's walked too far forward and you can't see his face. Anymore. Just based on this screenshot where Crazy Riker is being all crazy in front of the camera, I think, yeah, he, he got in real close and now you can only see part of him. So, yeah, I don't think it's... Yeah. I don't think it changes. And, by the way, next to it was a picture of, I think, from The Wounded showing a Cardassian bridge and what you can see on their view screen. And there's just a dude standing right behind the Cardassian captain doing nothing, just standing there to his left. Yeah. Maybe like a yeoman or something. Oh, he's probably an overseer from the Obsidian Order. Oh, sure. Could be. Oh, I forgot there's Naked Geordi in that Parallels episode. He's all dead and on the table and naked. I also forgot that. I thought the... I know you see Picard's butt pretty good (laughs) in Chains of Command. Can't wait to see that in HD, by the way. (laughs) Get a real good look at Picard's ass. Like it's MIPD Blue or something. This HD is a fucking real mixed blessing with the next generation. Yeah. Like... In the first couple of seasons, very surprising how good the special effects hold up. Right. Like, they mostly look fine. That's true. Uh, then it's like, you get to the third season, and for the first time I'm noticing that the the season three uniforms are made of, like, three panels in the front. I also saw that... To me, that was a flat piece of fabric. Yep, never saw that before, until we were yeah. watching it this time through, and I went, oh, that's a really weird, what's going on with their shirt? But then you get to Devonani Rawl, and you got Troy's oily foot up close. <laughs> Very difficult. I like how if you haven't seen that, you think she just has like hella foot oil, just like yeah. just like she's oily. Like oh, she she hella greasy. <laughs> yeah, I know he. Yeah, they, he's like giving her a foot rub, and it's like I don't one. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it for a lot of seconds in a row, and I don't want to see it up close. Like everything yeah. about that was filmed badly for me. And then also. The pink toenail polish oh. on short toenails was a, just a bad look. It was like she didn't have toenails. It was it, the whole thing was gross. It was, it was not helping, and I'm not a foot guy. <laughs> I'm gonna say that right up front. I'm not into feet. Good to know. I don't understand people who are into feet at all. Right. You don't understand them. Uh, not even not even just like what they're into. Like you don't understand that person. What kind it, of person? It turns is that? out that I'm uncomfortable with sexuality in Star Trek. We've talked about this. I don't want any sex out of my Star Trek. I don't ever want it. Ever. And I assume that's because I started watching it when I was 10 or 11. Yeah. 
Ugh. However old I was when Ensigns of Command aired. Dog, it's like, um... And they just try to make them sexier each time. Like, on DS9, they're like, we're gonna make this... I'm not on DS9, on Voyager, like, we're gonna make this the sexiest one yet. Oh, here comes a Borg bitch, and she's like, take off your pants! And it's gonna be so sexy. And then on Enterprise, they're like, well, then there's a Vulcan that's with them, and she just wears a cat suit. She's the only Vulcan ever who did that. And it's gonna be the sexiest one yet, and they're gonna have to go into decontamination chamber and rub oils on each other's bodies every time they come back from an away mission. And it's like, no! No, don't do that! That's not what was missing from Star Trek. Good God. Like, I guess in the 60s, I don't know. This is part of it is watching it out of time, right? Like, were all their miniskirts real sexy? Were they supposed to? I no, mean, I think there were, a... and there were a lot of, there were a lot of, like, alien ladies with weird cutouts in their shirts. Yeah, there were. I was into that, though. Uh-oh. Yeah, that worked for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was into that. Wait a minute. So there is one part of, so okay, only on. TOS. It's got to be TOS. Only like, TOS. I can't, I, I can't be these other ones. Yeah. Because some of those ladies were hot. Like, uh, I've met Troy's mom. She can never be sexual to me now. <laughs> That's right. We know her. Yeah. We know and understand her, and I don't want to see her uh, showing a lot of cleave. Nope. Uh, I don't want to see her making, like, innuendo. Don't, just don't. I don't like nothing. her diaphanous nightgowns. Ugh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't like the Plotticus nightgowns either at all. Uh, Wrong. That's my old friend, Deanna Troy. You can't do that to me. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. So I'm not comfortable with Devonani Rawl the entire episode. And again, I think I told you yesterday, at one point when they're doing their yoga stretching session in Uh their terrible Lycra onesies or whatever. Uh, By the way, Katie asked the question, what is this tiny mirror room? (laughs) (laughs) That's their yoga room. Yeah, I guess. And uh, and at one point, one of them says something about how uh, who needs to be sensible when when your toes when your curl. toes curl. And I went, well, I I can't watch anymore. I don't think I can uh, keep this was, project going. That was very bad. But if you can just sort of focus on their crazy stretching <laughs> outfits, <laughs> see that uh, was the part when I was young. That part made me uncomfortable. And I think that made me so uncomfortable that I was distracted from their horrible dialogue. Yeah, no, now the dialogue is much worse. Like, now their outfits are just funny. Yes. Like, they're weird. Like, Dr. Crusher has a turtleneck, Katie pointed out. Yeah, dude. That's a turtleneck that she's wearing. What do you wear to work out? short sleeve turtleneck. Then with a unitard over it with a weird under-the-boob cut. Okay, well, here's what I wear to work out. I wear a $200 cashmere turtleneck. Uh Uh-huh. Tucked into some waders. Yep. And then at the bottom, I wear snowshoes. So that makes sense. That's how I work out. Uh, also, Beverly did not put her hair up in a ponytail. Now, I don't know if that was the uh, hair and makeup people's decision, or if she was like, no, I want my hair to look good. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I know I'm working out, but this is TV, so you're going to have to suspend some disbelief there. Full makeup, regular hairstyle. That's how I work out. <laughs> yeah, and the colors are real early 90s. Oh yeah, real like she like Crusher is in like a forest green and uh, what would you call that other like a shimmery khaki, kind of so, something like that, and then Troy is in like a nasty violet and magenta. Yeah, it's a lot of look. It's, it's really rough, very rough stuff. Uh, but yeah, also by the way, this is the. One of the first times we've ever seen those two have a conversation. That's right. I like the idea that they stretch together regularly. 
That must be the only time they ever hang out because we never see it like, again. This is their fucking regular workout time that we've never seen before. I'm not even sure both of them are allowed to play poker at the same time. Like, I'm not certain they've been in that room together. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have a lot. Like, the last time those two had a conversation was in We'll Always Have Paris. <laughs> When Troy, when Troy just showed up in sickbay and was like, yes, so this sucks for you because you're in love with Captain Picard. You're in love with the captain and, you know, it sucks that everyone on the ship knows it. And, and she wasn't like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. She was like, no, nah, I'm I'm handling it. <laughs> like, I can't I can't compete with that. That's from his past. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched. Um... So are they just all the time talking about all the other people Troy is banging down with? And then like. But like Beverly never has anything to say. You can't, dude, because she's it's been a long time since she got her coups pounded. Because there was like that one exciting time where she was like, you know, I think when we were drunk, I unzipped my uniform a little. Bit. Yeah, and Picard like did not this. enough to actually see cleavage, but definitely enough to suggest. And it. the captain made his sexy horse cough, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and then Troy was like, "Oh yeah, you know, that was when Bill was carrying me." But I do remember feeling really uncomfortable Bill when that exchange me. happened. Yeah. Yeah, dude, because she just goes, she's like, oh, you look, you're limber, you're limber today. And she's like, Devanani Rawl. And they're like, ah. and I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, as a 10-year-old, I'm out on this episode. And as a 30-year-old, I'm out on this episode. It's just everything yeah, so- in between. So that was hard to get through, that oh, episode. It was tough. Then immediately following that is The Gatherers. And it starts in that, like, it's got that cold open where they're in that wrecked up lab and it's like green light. And I was just like, I have no idea what episode this is. <laughs> the name, The Gatherers, didn't mean anything to me. Dude, seriously. And I had no memory of that cold open. And then I'm like, did we not tape this cold open? Is that why I don't remember it? Yeah. Not like, only we that, caught this episode late. You're right that if you had, like, tried to quiz me a year ago or something, on the episode The Gatherers, I would have gone, I have no idea which episode that is. No yeah, clue. I think it was not until someone said Akamar that yep. I was like, ah, got it, got it. This is the one where Riker ices his girlfriend. Oh my god, and by the way, he is pretty aggressive. He's super aggressive. Pretty sexually aggressive with this lady who works for an alien delegation that he just met. He's like, she's like the alien prime minister's chef but also maybe confidant she's like definitely always with her yeah pretty close like even when she's not cooking and again right in front of captain picard just goes right into trying to bang this chick yeah and also like like he's definitely making her uncomfortable yeah like she is a servant and he is pushing this like, don't call me commander. That's right. You're not taking orders from me. I mean, you I are. Want you to, I want you to want me. That's I right. want you to take the lead. He's, I want to know how you aliens fuck. He's basically commanding her the whole time by saying he's not commanding her. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Do exactly like, what I say and how I say it. He is putting a lot of sex pressures on her. Yeah. And, and at one point, like, Troy just gets up and leaves the table. She's <laughs> like, no, no, I can tell what's happening here. You're doing your sex commander move. She knows this move. It's just never been used on her. I'm gonna dip. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my quarters and have low self esteem. That's right. Oh yeah, we decided after that Devonani Rawl episode that the problem with her is Riker. That that's why her self esteem is so low. That Devonani Rawl shows up and goes, "Why don't you ever want to have sex? What's wrong with you?" And she's like, "Okay, I guess I should have sex." Yeah, because it's like one one possibility of what's happening on all the star dates that we don't get to see 
is that Troy and Riker are slipping back into their old ways. Mm. But it really doesn't seem like that's happening. It kind of seems like he is just ignoring her. Yeah, he's over it. And again, you can tell in yeah. season one he's over it. Every time she's like, hey, you want to, you know, he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm awesome. good. Turns out, like, you were the first alien I ever met. But you don't look very... Angry. I've graduated to people who look a lot grosser. Like, oh, what, your eyes are all black? Okay. That's kind of cool. I guess cool. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, let me tell you, do you have a gender? You do have a gender. No, oh, that's... I've, uh, yeah, I've graduated on the aliens that are androgynous. That's Too just, conventional. Yeah, that's what I'm into now. Is there any way in which you're like a man? Like, perhaps you come from a society where women rule. <laughs> that's right, that'd be good. I'm into that. That would work for me. Yeah, he's not in Detroit anymore. It's over. No. So she's just got to live with, like, he's just down the hall. I assume their quarters are probably close yeah, together. Yeah, dude, deck eight. Yeah. And, uh, and, like, she's just got to see him go through alien after alien every week. Just running through And it's like they have all this history and he is just not interested. So I think that's doing a number on her self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah, and he, t- and he just, so he... He basically tells the servant to have sex with him, but also to cook for him, but also not to call him commander, but still to do exactly what he says. And yes. uh, and then, uh, like, at one point she shows up in his quarters and she's like, should I do you now? And he's like, what are you talking about? Don't, yeah. I, you're you're not my servant. You don't just come here to do me. But, I mean, yes, we should, we should probably do but, it. Well, I mean, we're gonna. We should probably do it. <laughs> I mean, I definitely want to find out every single way in which you're different from a human woman. That's right. You got, I want to know all the details. You guys, you guys have a little bit of forehead stuff going on, and it makes me curious about the rest. And I've seen some ritual scarification on these men's faces, but your face doesn't have any. So, but is it somewhere else? Yeah, I'm guessing they're just hiding it. Yeah, I don't want to keep their scars in the same place, dude. <laughs> we learned that from Star Trek VI. Right. <laughs> we learned that from Iman. Yeah, and, and of course, the original Riker, James Kirk. That's right. Always willing to get his dick wet, you know what I mean? Just regardless of what the situation is, immediately. I mean, Kirk could get angry like Riker, but he was rarely as confused as Riker. <laughs> That's right. Even in some pretty confusing situations. I saw The Offspring the other day, and the scene where Lol plants one on him, and Data walks up, and then Riker gives that confused face. Yeah. That is a perfect Riker face right there. Yeah, he gets more confused as the series goes on. Yep. It, well, we, we already talked if, about it. In that first episode, he shows up and he's already marked Groffler Zorn from one second in, into right. the episode. He's sharp. He's sharp yeah. in, in the first part of season one, for sure. Uh, is it possible that the Shades of Grey parasite didn't get completely removed? <laughs> the, oh, that's the brain melt. And so, it's doing some neural damage up in there. I thought the brain melt was Frakes, but maybe it's Riker. Well, look, he's also been, like, frozen in an energy field, zapped by drug aliens. Yes, he has. More bad stuff happens to Riker than to most people. Oh. I mean, Picard has some bad stuff happen to him coming up. Yeah, but... there's always Jordy, and Jordy is the whipping boy I for mean, sure. If there are long-term consequences to getting stunned by phasers over and over again at close range, he's got oh, right. Yeah, the Packleds gave him a bunch. Who knows what the Romulans do to him? Uh, he got electrocuted in that uh, in that dumb B plot, and Data threw him, and then went. <laughs> Yep, that happened. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Jordy gets a lot of, a lot of shit thrown his way. I mean, Armas moves his visor around. He gets <laughs> Galorden core. He gets heavily irradiated on Galorden yeah, core. Yeah, so bad that his synapses are fried. He tells us. Right. He, that doesn't he, sound he, he good. Loses, 
loses his ability to interface with the visor, so that ain't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget. Uh, Lursa and Bator get him also in Generations. <laughs> I was going to say, don't forget Generations. He gets kidnapped and abused there. Uh, like, he he has it rough. Yeah, he doesn't have a good time. And again, in that Parallels episode, Parallel Jordy just straight dies. Yeah. Women don't like him. They hate his guts. I mean. He gets embarrassed because that one lady walks in on the hologram of herself. Yep. <sighs> That's embarrassing. And she gets to hear the great, every time you touch the engines, you're touching me, Jordy line. Yeah. Which was weird even when I watched it. <laughs> Although I knew it was going to come up again later. <laughs> A rare piece of continuity. That's right. Dude, Jordy needs to stop programming the holodeck. He needs to stop giving it requests. He, I mean, some of that is definitely his fault. He's like, like oh, program... He was surprised uh, when the computer made her image appear, yeah. but then he was like, no, work hard. I know we have, like, no power and or like, time. time critical situation, yeah. but can you please guess what her personality would be? And then give me that. I need, I need some hints for when I beat off later. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, I don't... I gotta know a little bit of something. It is an extremely tense situation. We have no power and no time, but can but I just need I need a little more out of this chick. You know why is she such a ballbuster? Did she ever speak at this specific debate? <laughs> yes, she oh, did five times. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you use that along with all of her top secret psych profile stuff that you're not allowed to tell me about to construct a personality? <laughs> just so I can have simulated sex with her. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yep. Yeah, think how embarrassing that would be, dude. You're like, you made a you made a sex hologram of somebody. I, I, are you kidding? I'd straight up lonely among us. I'd walk into that transporter and materialize in space. Just scatter myself throughout a nebula. Real calm. You just you put in the coordinates. And you just get up on the pad and go. Fuck Fucking it. Walk into the holodeck. I'd hear. I'd walk into the holodeck and I'd see Leah Brahms looking at other Leah Brahms. And before she even got a chance to speak, I'd transporter code fourteen. <laughs> That's right, real emergency style. Stretch water going 14, now! Just blow up right in front of her. The Chief O'Brien doesn't know what's happening, but he got that emergency call, so he blew you the fuck up. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, Jordy has some embarrassing moments. Yeah, poor guy. <clears throat> Even Wesley, like, uh, starts capping on him in that Sarek episode. Oh, I haven't gotten to that one. Oh, I, me neither, but, yeah. but I remember it. That episode I remember very well. I'm glad Ron Moore didn't write it. At least he doesn't have to meet girls on the holodeck or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> well, incidentally, what does that mean? Did Jordy tell him about Leah Brahms? Yeah, dude, he's like, oh, I got a new girlfriend. I just thought I should tell you. Um, I want you to meet Leah Brahms. She's my girlfriend. Um, she's holographic entirely. I programmed her personality. But we're definitely dating. And I think it's going pretty well. Or, like, the Enterprise doesn't seem to have any security. Do you think Wesley's just like... Hey, what's, what are people doing on the holodeck? Just, like, going there. Hey, what was the last program Commander Riker ran? That's right. I'm... Oh, no, 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 that's too much for me. What was the last program Jordy ran? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just fucking straight snooping. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know on the military-style uh, ship if there's a lot of privacy. If you could be, like, lock that shit down or not. Or if it's just kind of somebody walks in and sees you maybe, like, banging the goddess of empathy or whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, fucking Barkley didn't lock them doors. By the way, that's my next episode, is Hollow Pursuits. That's oh, no! Coming up. I saw it was Barkley and I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not up for that tonight. Oh, dog, when you said it, I just realized the pun. Oh, you just now caught it? I just now caught what, when <laughs> Hollow and Hollow. Hollow Pursuits. I understand. Just got it. Too many Rikers, dude. 
Too many. When you, if you don't recognize a pun when you're 11... Oh, it's like a mind blow when you get it. That's like, But it's like you're not going to pick it up the next 10 times. No. No, that one was just called Hollow Pursuits to you. And you're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. That He's was wasting time. Very trivial. <laughs> he could be having actual interactions with these people. He's going to learn a lesson, though, and I think we're all going to enjoy it. Instead, he's playing Three Musketeers. That's right. Yeah, so I got that coming up, where Picard just straight up calls the guy Broccoli. Makes me yep. feel bad. Mr. Broccoli. Makes me just feel, I just feel bad about it. I don't, I, don't, I don't enjoy that part of the episode. Yeah, and then Picard's, like, embarrassed, but then everyone's like, don't worry, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, we, we've all called him that. <clears throat> so that's what's been going on in my life, dude. Star right. Trek. Just, star, just a lot of it. My wife works a lot. And you know what? Uh, when she's home, we watch Star Trek. I mean, Katie works longer hours than I do, but she's getting into it for some reason. She's enjoying it this time around. At least it's TNG, dude. When Marjan gets home, she's like, you want to watch John Archer? Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, well, no, I don't. But, uh, I mean, I guess we can watch John oh, see, Archer. There, you got Section 31, but you also got, like, the Temporal Prime Directive and well, shit. The Temporal Cold Wars apparently yeah. happening. I, uh, it's the worst. Funny show. how none of that happened to Picard except for the Toxutot thing, which I think they worked in after the fact. The um, it's the worst part of the show, and it's a terrible show that they have to put their own stamp on every part of Star Trek mm-hmm. because it's a prequel. So the stamp they put on it ruins everything else. Yeah, the, uh, we ran into like five Nausicans already in the show, and all of them were uh, extremely clever. Uh, great speakers. Oh, I'm sorry, they didn't just say human play Dom Jot. Exactly, they all are like uh, pretty erudite and um, eloquent speakers. And you're like, well, I don't know what happened. What happened to their entire species? Oh yeah, they got they got mega dumb in between then and when it's only party. been a couple hundred years. Like they couldn't have like genetically devolved. No, I presume it's the augments. <laughs> Maybe that's how they explain away some other shit. But it's like no, they were augmented at that time. By, uh, by, uh, Data's great great granddad. Yes, uh, Eric. Eric. Yeah, that's what Star Trek timeline says. Oh God, well, I got a spoiler on the timelines, which Marjorie and I were really mad about. I was playing and I saw Section Thirty One read, and I went, oh, I guess there's some Section Thirty One stuff in this Enterprise, because I did not know that. The villainous Section 31. Yeah, which again, which is to her is worse than uh, the KGB. She, she hates Section 31. Because <clears throat> she loves that Roddenberry Star Trek. Where... I hope she's not wasting time hating the KGB. It's 2016. You can still hate the KGB today. They're the guys running the show. They're just not yeah, called the KGB like... anymore. They're just, you know. What are they doing? They accidentally shot down that Malaysian plane? <laughs> well, what I mean is... Probably not even them. Probably their dumb puppets did it. What I mean is uh, Putin and all his hardline buddies are all just former KGB. Just yeah, running the show. But, um... So yeah, it's just all kinds of Star Trek. Whether it's John Archer or uh, TNG or even Deep Space Nine, which I'm also watching. So. But not Voyager. No, I mean, the plan is to get to it. I can't... I don't want to watch... I don't want to watch all of them at once. Well, you you have to also throw in the original series and the animated series. Okay, well... I don't know if they're in the plan. Because <laughs> when I watched the original series, I really just took a lot of naps. It's nappy. Uh, I, I've never napped so good in my life. And Marjan would nap too. We both just nap, and the episode would be over, and we go, "Well, I guess Kirk probably saved that planet." 
I don't know, dude. Sometimes they go to a place and fried eggs attack them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes salt vampires. They're salt vampires. And, um... A couple of times weird androids get at them. Mm-hmm. There's always Landrew, the robot. There's Landrew, of course. <laughs> Landrew. Uh, Har- Harvey Mudd shows up a couple of times. He's kind of like the Q of that show, except without powers. Don't but, you know, he's kind of a clown. Don't forget that... That Q child, what was his name? Uh, Squire Trelane? Tr- Trelane. Oh. Yeah. Who what, just wanted to like stay out and play a little bit more or whatever, and his parents right, yeah, because like, eventually, eventually his mom comes for him, and you're like, oh, time for dinner, Trelane, and it's like, oh, this is great. You got your Corvamite maneuvers. You got oh, your yeah. Doomsday machines. Yeah, and I napped through them all. I napped yeah, through the best of them. And your Kongs. Got your uh, Balance of Terror. Right? And that one's not that bad. It's weird that Sarek's a Romulan, but otherwise... <laughs> and yeah, very unsettling if you watched Sarek before you watched that Romulan. <clears throat> so yeah, not sure it's in the plan. I don't know. Yeah. Look, it sucks. But... I mean, it hurts me to have to put Voyager back in the plan, but it's... I don't, I don't know. It's of the same generation. Oh, it's like... I feel like if you can watch Enterprise, you can watch Voyager. Yeah, but I'm not in, I'm not taking Enterprise very well. I hate all of the people on the show, and I am actively rooting for all of their deaths. Mm. In every episode, I'm like, maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one where one of them just dies. And you don't find yourself thinking... I mean, if there was at least Harry Kim or Tom Paris. <laughs> That's right. Or Lana Torres yeah. or Tuvok. The likes of Harry Kim. <laughs> Neelix or Cass. Yeah, you want to talk about like one of the all-time forgotten main cast members. Was that guy ever associated with a memorable plot of anything? Oh, I mean, he had a pretty big thing in this Star Trek Online mission I just played. Really? Yeah, there were two of them. Oh, gross. I fucking hate Harry Kim. Like, there's an old one and a young one. Bet his mom had a Harry Kim. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> Take that, Harry Kim. Woo! Got you. Garrett Wang. Hey! Wow, that's a good pull. He's Garrett Wang! Yeah, I'm so surprised! Good. Uh, you can probably remember more of them, uh, like Tom Paris is. Uh, well, Nick Lacarno, but I don't remember Nick the actor's Lacarno, name. What's the name of him? Do you remember the actor's name? Uh, no. I don't, I don't uh, at all. Tuvok? Oh, 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 I feel like I used to know this. Russ, something Russ. Two, two real short names, Tim Russ. Tim Russ. Yeah. Uh, I'm good at this. No one knows Chakotay's name. No, I do, because of the way Marjan pronounces it. It's Robert Beltran, and she pronounces it Beltran. <laughs> well, she didn't have Carlos Beltran That's right. growing up. I mean, she did. He was equally available to her, but just, she didn't avail herself of it. I thought that was the whitest possible way to pronounce that. Yep. <laughs> Robert Beltran. So I remember that guy's name. Uh, Bolana Torres. Ro- Roxanne Dawson. Wow, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm that's not, a good point. I'm not 100 percent certain, but I felt right. No, that sounds right. Okay. Uh, the emergency medical hologram. Oh. Um. No, I got nothing. It's something Picardo, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is something Picardo. Robert, maybe. Maybe it's Robert. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Man, you you didn't even watch Voyager. No, I watched the first season. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, I'm just... most of the maybe not all the first season. You watched like half the first season one time. It's pretty Again, impressive. I, you remember? I'm these. 
pretty sure the last episode of Voyager I saw was the one where they were attacked by that traffic light. <laughs> and you went, you know, I know this is we're in f- like strict filler season, like we're yeah, halfway said, through oh, that, season one. That's the that is the yellow light from a set of traffic lights. <laughs> that is some Star Trek the original series nonsense. Like, filler is filler, but come on, like let's yeah. can we have a plot that makes a difference? And then every fucking time that I tuned in later, it was like, oh, it's a hollow novel. And I was like, nope. Oh, dude, I told you they had some... Oh, we broke Warp 10 and became alligators. Nope. Yeah, catfish alligators, dog. That's what we will evolve into. Yep, that's... We're not going to become uh, energy beings. Nope. That has been strongly implied before, but apparently not no, no. catfish alligators. Catfish alligators. You could see all the biological advantages that that would have. You know. You could, like, live near the water. Yep, so I dipped after that. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I, I'm i pretty sure I didn't get to Seven of Nine, right? She was introduced later. Oh, yeah, she's like season four, I want to say? Three or four. Right. When they went, we gotta get sexier. Brandon Braga or whatever was like, we have to get sexier, bottom line, your ideas, go. And someone she said... she even an actress, or was the, did the casting call just say big tits? I think it said big tits, and she came in and they said, show us your puppies. And that's how it went. And um, yeah, they probably are wrestling fans. I assume that's their stories. You know, they did have uh, the rock on one of those episodes. She didn't want to show them her puppies, so they chanted bullshit in unison. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They negged her as a crowd until she did it. Um, they said, "Give me your ideas, go." And someone said, uh, uh, like a Vulcan who can't stop masturbating." It doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> that's right. The rock was in there. Uh, yeah, and they came up with Sexy Borg who wears a cat suit. Yeah. You know, because it's regulation. It's just a good uniform to have. Yep. Oh, also, she used to be human, right? Yeah, she was a human, and then, she, you know, she got all Borged. And they were able to take out enough that she could have her hair and makeup done. Right. But not all of it, you know. It's, you know no, they had to leave some things in like there. a little thing on her forehead or something, like, oh, yeah. There are a hundred aliens that basically look human. Mm-hmm. There could easily have been some human-looking aliens in the Delta Quadrant. Yep. Right. But no, she had to be human. Yeah, dude. No one wants to master bingle unless you're Riker. No one wants to master bingle to, um, you know, like a Kazon. Uh, I certainly don't. Like a, uh, that's a that's an alien. Like a Kazon. You know, on a jacket to first mage color. <laughs> no, I think it's Maj. Maj? Nah, <laughs> it's Maj. I've only seen it red. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, wait, why is there an E on the end? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Silent E makes vowels say their names, Matt. I know I learned that. that from Between the Lions. But <laughs> we learned a lot from Between the Lions. Hey, did Sesame Street go to HBO or something? Oh, you know, I didn't really track it, but I thought that the deal was HBO was going to fund it. Okay. In exchange for, uh, like, first run privileges. Okay. So, like, it would eventually get to PBS, but, like, a few weeks delayed. But, like, who cares? Because it's Sesame Street. Right. And they still show 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Marjan was telling me it went to HBO, but we didn't know whether that meant it wasn't going to be on PBS anymore, because well, that would be really weird. Yeah, no, I think it still is. Okay. But it's like, yeah, so, like, who cares about first run rights? Yeah. They're still showing Ladybug Picnic. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they are. How come they're not playing, uh... oh, what was I watching? I think I told you about this. Oh, I was watching Fresh Off the Boat this season, and they were showing an episode of Three, Two, One Contact. Oh. And they were it was uh, MathNet. Nope, that's Square One, dog. Oh, then it was Square One. That, well, Three, Two, One Contact's a different show. I think it was MathNet, so they were watching Square One. 
So it was Square One they were watching. But either way, I like I saw it on the TV and I went, that's MathNet. Did they also have MathMan? Oh, well, he was like trying to fight that tornado? No, unfortunately, the whole episode of Fresh Off the Boat was not just a redone episode of... <laughs> Did they do this on Tessellations? <laughs> no, no. To the tune of Good Vibrations? <laughs> That's why I know so much about Tessellations. Good! I'm glad. I knew there was a reason. Uh, geometric shape sensations. Right. Right. Who's got time for good vibrations? We got to use our imaginations. Ooh, ooh, ah, ooh, tessellations. Jesus, I remember that a little bit, too. Yeah. Just a little. So it's not exactly good vibrations. It's actually kind of a sound-alike tune, because yeah. uh, they're not Weird Al. Right. I don't know why he gets away with it. He doesn't if you're, if you're Coolio. Coolio, did Coolio not, made a stink. He still released the song. He did not let that just stand, though. He he went out fighting in a really dumb way. There should have been a thing where Stevie Wonder said, I actually kind of like the Weird Al version better. <laughs> <That's right. clears throat> uh, yeah. I mean, he likes Pastime Paradise most of all because he understands what that means and no one else does. <laughs> no one's even tried. I don't think anyone even tried. The fuck is a Pastime Paradise? I think I got halfway through that question and went, yeah, no, you know what? Never mind. Don't care. That's yeah, uh, asymptotic genius. That's right. He was approaching it at that point, dude. Seventy six. He, he was. He was approaching. He it. was about to shoot toward infinity. <laughs> he he just wasn't quite there. He needed a couple of years to. I wonder what he did between seventy six and seventy nine. I don't know. What's he doing these days? Oh, well, like he keeps cares? showing up every so often. I told you what he's doing these days is playing his iPod for the audience at a concert. You did not tell me that. Oh, I didn't tell you that. No. At, well, what was the name of the concert up in, um, up in Napa? The big festival. I can't remember the name of it. But he was up there, I don't know, a couple months ago. And um, apparently at one point he just wanted to do a Prince tribute. And everyone was like, oh, cool, he's going to do a bunch of Prince songs. But no, he just pulled out his iPod and no. played Prince songs on his iPod over the speakers. <laughs> and he did it. Apparently he kept doing it. He did it like... He did, like, ten songs, and people were hella weirded out, and by the end, they were angry. So his new trick is uh, becoming a DJ? Yeah, dude, he just learned about iPods, I think. <laughs> this thing, this device is incredible. It lets you experience all the sounds, uh, all the wonderful artists throughout the world. Wait, how the fuck does he find a song on his iPod? Okay, that is actually a really good question. I don't, I didn't see it, so maybe he had, like, a lackey doing it. Does it talk to him, like... <laughs> you are now on Prince, you are now on... <laughs> President of the United Pre- States of America. President of the United <laughs> States of America. You <laughs> we the same one. <laughs> Prince. Yeah, I assume. I assume Primus. he's got some pot. Primus USA. comes before Prince. He's probably got Primus. I believe so, yeah. He's got why well, no Big uh, Brown Beaver. We lost Prince this week. Well, one of us got herself a Big Brown Beaver. I'm sorry. <laughs> one, one more. Gotta go one more. <laughs> yeah, so that's what he's up to these days, dog. He shows up at, uh, at music festivals and then just busts out his iPod. So... That's depressing. Yeah. He doesn't, like, I guess if he put on his iPod and then played the harmonica with it, that'd be hot. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Like, here's the actual studio track for 1999 with Prince singing, but I'm just going to play my harmonica over it. Like, that's kind of a power move. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently he just sat there, and I don't think he really understood why people were so mad, because people started to get pretty unruly about it. They came there to hear Stevie Wonder play some songs, and they went, well, oh, thank- cool, he's going to play these Prince songs. No, he's not. Thank God they didn't throw bread at him. <laughs> right. So we found out. Smash Mouth. 
Smash Mouth guy would not, wouldn't stand for that, and I don't think Stevie Wonder would stand for it either. That makes Rock and Roll Guy Fieri angry. <laughs> I I felt for the crowd at first until they all started then singing along to All Star. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? Never mind. Fuck we all did these it, people. guys. He gave in. They deserve each other. Oh, they do. For sure. Who goes to a Smash Mouth concert? I don't know. Again, we've talked about this before. Smash Mouth is troubling to me because they're from San Jose. I know. I just... Hey, somebody tweet us. Let us know if you've ever been to a Smash Mouth concert. No one is going to. You know what? Look, just tweet us your views about Smash Mouth, please. uh, I went to a show in the 90s. I saw the dance hall crashers. Ooh. And Blink-182 in concert. I did not see Smash Mouth. <laughs> okay, good. All right. They were not present. That's good. I'm glad. It would have been traumatizing, I'm sure. Dancehall Crashers had one of their amps blow out. It's kind of sad. Oh. Did they play... Um... Enough? Enough? Yeah. That's one. Yeah, of course they did. All right, well, they played know. it five times, good. and then they left. <laughs> That's a good show. Who knows one other Dancehall Crashers thing? If they played another one, I would just assume it was like a part of Enough that I didn't remember. Oh, I didn't remember this part. That's really good. That was definitely them. They would be in the same genre as Elastica if I figured out what genre that was. See, okay, so to me, Dancehall Crashers always seemed a little bit more, like, skanky. No, they're skanky, it's true, but they're not, like, um... They're not full-on madness skanky. No, well, it's not... There's, because, you know, horns, right? No. So it's, it's it's pure skank guitar, is really... They're kind of like, um... Uh, Sublime. Uh, Sublime's more reggae. Yeah. Someone They're not was... fast enough to be skanky. Oh, I guess I'm only thinking of date rape, maybe. Yeah, with the exception of date um... rape. Which, does that have horns in it? Maybe not. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Either way, that kind of style. You know what I mean? Whereas Elastica was... Uh, for me, whenever someone says Sublime, I just hear Santeria and then I want to kill myself. Ugh, my god, talk about overplayed in terms of 90s radio like that one was played as much as anything but Pearl Jam they're fucking still playing it it plays a lot and Katie likes it so I can't turn it off oh really yeah it's nostalgic for her she was like 11 when that came out yeah dog me too yeah (sighs) yes but you had an older brother who was guiding you. Oh, that's no, good. I liked really, I liked really terrible music. Then. <laughs> yeah. I was, gonna say good. I was guiding you towards the Mr. T experience. That's why I love Berlin so much now. <laughs> that was later. <laughs> Berlin was in the 2000s, sir. I'd already made up my mind at that point. Yes. I was a fully formed person. I was in college when Berlin happened. I think how many pubes I had at that point. At least 10. Yeah, like, like several pubes. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like my own person. After that. Not only that, but there was probably a square inch that had ten in it. Well, let's not push it. That sounds like a mm. lot. Yeah, maybe. Sounds like a lot. Uh, this dude standing next to the Turkish Prime Minister looks like Charlie Day to me. Oh, that uh, would be Turkish awesome. President. Uh, it looks like uh, Charlie Day if he dyed his hair a little bit darker. Uh, he was the best part of Pacific Rim. I said, what's that's been playing on TV lately? I watched like ten minutes of that. And there wasn't enough Charlie Day in it for me. It's not anything, but at least he's in it. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's a special effects movie. It is not a... It's not a 
plot or ideas movie. I saw a lot of giant robots and only a little bit of Charlie Day, so I turned it off. Yeah. So. That's it's a fine decision. Yeah. Uh, he's the best part of Always Sunny. Although, there are many good parts. I, li- I like a lot of it, but yeah, he's... Uh, again, I like him the best, especially when he gets all excited and his voice gets really high. Yeah. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Alright, dude, it's 4.30 uh, a.m. local time in Istanbul. Should we wrap this up? I think so. I think that uh, we've given enough... Uh, given enough comfort. Given enough uh, compassion and healing. Yeah, we've... I think... Really helped the Turkish people through this time. I think we've helped them out a lot. Um, baklava? Delicious? If it's from really? any of the countries in that region. I was going to say, do they even eat that in Turkey? Oh, for sure they do. For sure they do. Whether they're eating Syrian baklava or maybe like you know the kind that they would make in iran it's mm-hmm. all good and yeah, you know your wife says that's the best kind of baklava syrian no i think no, she does the kind, the kind from iran I, well, you'd think she would but i think she says syrian is the best because she knew a syrian lady who made really good baklava that sounds like a one-off to me that's n equals one marjan science it's not a good that's a study size. Find us, brotherdate.com. Tweet us, at brotherdate. Go to the iTunes. Listen to brotherdate. Anything else? No, that's all. Science, everybody. And we're out. I hate you, Dad. Ah, you never come home. Mom's all alone, and she's she's sleeping with Mike now. Little kids are super, super. That's very dark. <laughs>